Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. All right, we're back for part two with Chris Waterman. Uh, you shoot it off now, Wayne. You know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of producer's been in our ear. Uh, mate, do you critique Jake's game much these days, or do you sort of just leave him, just give him that unless he asks? Um, well, the, the last two, like, I didn't speak to him last week after the Thursday game against Essendon. I don't really get into it too much. It was a horrible night for footy, and yeah. I just let it go. I just wait and see how it was going. I obviously watched on the weekend and thought, the other day, he was a bit stiff not to get a free kick when he went up for a bar, he got dragged down. He's probably three or four shots on goal and didn't get one, but still worked pretty hard, I thought. Mm. Um, and that's what the coach really wants out of him, because mm. no willing out there, they just need that other X factor. And, mm. um, so, yeah, I, I sit down, and now and then he'll ring me and say, what do you reckon? When he does that, he's, he's after something, or yeah. I'll just ring him and say what, what, what my thoughts were, but I don't really hand him about it. No. He knows when he's up and down. Mm. Yeah. Um, if I think he's down a bit, I might ring him up and say, "Look, just need to change a little bit." But I'll wait. I won't ring within an hour. I'll wait two or three days yeah. until he's had a bit of feedback from the coaches, and then I can say, "What do they reckon?" And then I can add sort of more to that. But uh, I don't really. I mean, even growing up, I had a keep with them, but didn't throw it down their throat. I thought, mm. "Just wait soon." If they need a hand on the way through, I'll give it to them. Am I right in thinking he's looking fitter and stronger this year? Yeah, he got horribly cruel cool though. He went to Bali. It was mid-October, just for three or four days, came back on a Wednesday night at midnight and then flew out four in the morning Friday to the to build the houses up. Um, and Bodie. 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 Yeah, it was Bodie. his turn to go. Yeah. Not realising they'd pick the bug up in Bali. And then, so that was Friday morning. They reckon by the time we got to Singapore, he was in trouble. Got into Cambodia. And then I actually just went, I was at his house because he's got a new dog. So I mm-hmm. stayed at his house, looked after the dog. Left my phone. 10 o'clock Sunday morning, I just walked up the road, grabbed a coffee, came back, missed phone call from Ian Miller and Peter Staples went, right, something's happened. I'm thinking, start your over in Cambodia and Serge is not, so I rang Serge and he just said, look, just a courtesy call, he's in trouble, he's really sick, uh, we can't get him on a plane, he's vomiting constantly, we've got to get him to the Western Doctors this afternoon and try and get some needles into him and fortunately got him home Monday night, so he... He walked in, uh, I got out for work Tuesday, and he walked out, listened to his jocks, went, Jesus, mate, you had a bit of strife, and he lost nine kilos in three days, so... Jeez. He looked awful, so he had two weeks, he was pretty, knocking him out of his head, two weeks at home, mm. and uh, I said, you've got to start eating and get some meat back on you, and he did that, and then Paul Pearson's son, Jackson's uh, into all the food, he's a bodybuilder himself, and knows all the right foods, and that's got him on a proper diet. Um, he bulked up over the December January period, which is what you do with football to get it up. Yeah. It's got him looking nice and trim there. Dropped him. He got the weight back on. Mm. And slimmed him about six or seven from the fat in the power and muscle. So he's looking stronger. And I think the role he's going to end up playing is out of the goal square more often than not. So right. I've told him he's just got to keep adding one or two, three kilos each year in body strength. Yeah, well, you usually back him to kick a goal every time he has a kick. It's pretty good. Well, that's dead what I think about him. He's uh. Eric talked about this off air, but he reminds me of uh, Josh Kennedy early in his career when they said he never wastes an opportunity. Mm. I love his set shot on goal, and a lot of these talented forwards come in, they're not actually great kicks, they're great marks, we've got great vertical lead. But Waterman is just that old fashioned great kick, and um, if he marks the ball inside that 50, I'm usually quite confident he'll kick the goal, and I, lo- I love having that in the team. 
He grew up, he shot up about 13 or 14, so when you're that age, if you're the tallest in the group, you become important. So yeah. he went from Ruckman to Senna back to Senna forward. So his field kicking was developed through that 13 to 16 period where he learned the smarts of the game. So he's not just a, a, a key forward, he actually can play up the ground a fair bit. So he, he prides himself, he hates it. I even spoke to him uh, <coughs> last night about his game of the week and I said, what about a couple of your long kicks? He said, yeah, they put him on the video. And he said, I don't know what I was thinking. And he knows he's, he gets really disappointed if he wastes the ball and kicks it to the wrong spot. So that's just the way he is. He knows if I get it, I can't waste it because it's, it's a waste for the team. But his goal kicking is pretty, generally, I'd say he's 78% strike rate's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. All right, so we got one. It's a serious topic. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the mental health factor that's really coming to light basically now with a lot of the pressures in AFL? And as we talked about, they're coming in as young kids, you know, I mean, coming to the game. Um, do you have any thoughts on the issue or not really? Well, it's one of the reasons I got into the management side and helped Paul and the guys out because back in when I was coaching Peel, Chris Lewis was interim coach at Swans for a bit and Paul was interim coach at East Perth for a bit. Um, we discussed it for the next five years about what these guys were getting told by player managers and certain people in the game. There was too much promising going on. This is what you'll do, you'll get drafted here, and that's what we thought was the wrong thing to be saying to blokes because a lot of kids were getting looked over in the draft, and at 18 years of age, we were just hitting the wall because well, that's it, my life's over. And that's not the case. And so we stayed in the game to, and I'm glad we did because we have a couple of kids who have missed drafts now. We, we've told them the, the whole playing field's changed. You can now get picked up till March 13 in this new SSP thing and we looked after Sydney State for two years mm. in last year yeah. um, and now there's this June draft which is going to grow and get bigger and bigger I mean there's guys going down now there's some clubs have got two and three holes on their list now yeah. with knees and things happening so basically you're alive you're alive bait all through the year so you're going to be ready yeah. in pre-season your first half of the year if you don't get picked up in June okay you're back to November but with all of us, it was just once a year, 12 months a year. That yeah. was it. If you know, you get called ahead, you're back to the pack. So it is an expectation that you shouldn't put on kids. Yeah. And I think with someone involved with the 18, particularly in WA, he says, that, oh, my job is to try and prepare for AFL footy, but that doesn't guarantee you're getting drafted on draft day. Mm. You have to earn that right. So he doesn't put expectation on them. Yeah. As, a, as an individual, he wants them playing team footy. But I, I do know there's some people that say the wrong things to kids and get their hopes up too high. Think an AFL is Hollywood, and it looks like it's Hollywood. Believe me, behind the scenes, and even if you play senior footy, it is hard work behind the scenes. Yeah. From between the, the Saturday and the afternoon, the next Saturday afternoon, your mind's going up and down. You're training hard. You go through a lot. Actually, any sport really, mm. people just pretty much see most of the, the two hours of the weekend. I think, do you love to do that? But they're also flying. You're going interstate in different time zones. It's a hell of a ride. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the mental health issue, there's a lot of guys coming, putting their hand up now, saying, oh, I really struggled, but didn't have the guts or the, the right to do it back in a certain... Yeah, didn't want to mention it. It was almost it was a very subject. Yeah, it was like, mm. yeah, not a man type thing, but that's yeah. all changed now. So. Yeah, that's society over, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, it's yeah, taboo before. It's, it's a great like, message. Suck it up. It's a great message what you just said then, because I know Pickett's not, uh, obviously not a kid, uh, but he was in the June draft you're touching on he was picked up in June played in the premiership last year you know what I mean so there is that open window still for them there is still hope you know yeah, and even that situation he'd been through his trials and tribulations been in the jail I mean he nearly won the Norm Smith medal but when he went up to get his medal it was just casual 
you know, wasn't some 18 to 21 year old who's still a star's size. He's been through the lot. Yeah. People know that to play footy, did his job, walked up, got his medal, and walked off. Yeah. Which is, I'm 27 now, I've been through a fair bit, so we don't have to expect too much from himself. Yeah. He knows what he can do. If you go through the YouTube, there's a great story on him. It's, it's yeah. really worth yeah. having a look. You know, me, I've been great pushing story. him for three, four years. I know, years. it was that. It was, <laughs> kept saying we should I'm thinking, how come everyone's missing this kid? <laughs> Why are they yeah. missing him, you know? Was it the age thing? And then Tim Kelly gets picked up, and then everyone's... He does good, so everyone's mind changes. Oh, oh we're missing this guy. There's got to be other guys out there. I wonder because I was sitting at Bassendean's for years ago, um, watched the Colts game and talking to a few recruiters from the West Coast, Fremantle, just got where I know them all. And he walked past with his wife. I think he had one or two kids there. And one of the guys said, There's the best player in the world right there. And I said, Who's that? I didn't know. He said, Tim Kelly. That was three years ago. Hmm. And now they're playing. 800 for him to get him back, and he was sitting right here under our nose three years ago. They could yeah. have pulled him out two years ago and said, We'll take it. Same with Liam Ryder. He, yeah. he could have gone here before. Yes. I, I, was, um, I was one on here that had both Kelly and I weren't we picking these guys yeah. up because, you know, and then I, I got word back from Subi that I oh, no, they reckon um, Liam Nyan's not ready, but, you know, I ran into Scoey, he's good mates with a good mate of mine, mm. and he said, He's well and truly really ready. You know, it was just that no one was going to give him a go. So the year before you can get him as a rookie because yeah. no one was interested. Yeah. Because you got to time it right. Yeah. Um, and that's the art of good recruiting, really. Yeah. And then, yeah, look, like you just said, recruiting, yeah, if you look at the Eagles over the last three years, I think they've only picked, the first pick's been 18 years of age, or the rest have been 19, 20, or 21. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to go that way. If you you know, keep, maybe they're ready more. You can't keep picking three, four, or five, eighteen year olds every year. All yeah. of a sudden, you get yeah. twenty guys, yeah. twenty to twenty-five guys, and you're under twenty-one. Mm. You just can't, you can't win a flag. No, just not ready. And you might be, and you're not going to get five picks in the top forty-five years in a row. So you no. can start thinking outside the square a little bit. Well, those guys are going to take those eighteen-year-olds. They're going to take what five, six years yeah, to really get right. to that core group like you guys did. So, and you're not going to get a coach who's going to sit there and cop that. That's right. Them. No, he's going to say, "Mate, I need something else." Yeah, so, <laughs> the jobs are on the line. They've done a pretty good job. They're a very strong squad. Mm. When they're going to get ready for JK's coming to the end, Bunnings yeah. coming to the end, uh, do we keep going with that cheat? And yeah, I mean, they're going to prove themselves. You know, James Brayshaw and a few guys like that. So they could be coming up to a massive swing yeah. at the end of this year. We don't yes. know. Yeah. They've had, had a huge turn over the last couple of years. No. They could be coming one. I, could, I get the feeling it could be a bit of a five or six year player yeah. swing coming up. Yeah. And that's not including if anyone wants to go home, go back to the east. That's right, yeah. I don't know if that could happen. A brand or a gap could put it out so I'm out of it. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like there could be some changes, four to six changes coming. Yeah. Um, Dan was going to answer this, but I'm going to jump in myself because I think I know what you're going to say, what the answer is. You're great, the greatest individual player you and effort you've seen on a footy field. Would it be what you touched on quickly in the 92 grand final? Um, yeah, well, people ask me who's the best player played with. I always say Pete Matera, when we needed something, we would always try and get the ball to him. And he would make, he, he won more games or set games up off his boot more than anyone in that club. But then he'd say, well, what about Woodshaw? And I'd say, well, he was doing it a different way. He was antagonising and hurting blokes. And, you know, Jack, I was playing on carry or whatever. But to, for pure class and speed, Matera to kick the goals he did. I always talk to people when everyone goes, you know, that one in the third quarter where material sets are or whatever it is. It's the one in the second quarter where there's just nothing going on in the game and there's a pack there. He, he bends over, picks it up, sidesteps over, bare stay, takes it out, 
kicks it from 55. Yeah, 55. Right. I watched the other day. I was looking it's at that. Third goal, I reckon, maybe or second goal. And and no one really talks about it. I always reckon it was a great goal because it was just a the state of flux in the game where nothing was happening, and he just. You know, we were we were in a bit of trouble at that point in time. We weren't going to flash, and we just needed something to keep the board ticking over. And then, fortunately, Evo and Summer got a couple late, and we got we went in pretty close. And when we went in, we knew well we played pretty ordinary here, but we're right with them, and they're throwing everything at us. So we just need to get get our game going. But that goal he kicked, and we just it was just it just made something out of nothing, which is great players do. Yeah. Yeah, that, I watched the replay about that the other day on KO and I was like, unbelievable when you get that memory going back and watching it. Mm. And like you remember how Evan was such a, he had a great game. If you, you ever know, watched the, uh, the, we beat Collingwood the Wacker in 94 by a couple of points. And that's famous for him, which gives him a little bit after time. But mm. he kicks a goal. Tony Francis, wasn't it? Or oh, no, it's Tony Short, wasn't Mickey it? Mickey Wilde. Oh, Mickey all right. Yeah. Anyway, they show a front on camera shot of Peter kicks a goal to the Trinity end I think it would have been the third quarter he actually comes out of a pack and runs and takes a bounce and I, every time I get my boys to watch say watch this but I've never seen anyone do this he bounces and then goes left without the ball and then his ball and then he grabs his hand and brings the ball with him so the bloke coming out and goes that way and Peter just went that way to this day I've never seen anyone do it before mm-hmm. but full tilt full speed and then he kicked it from 50 on the run yeah. he actually just took off and Left the ball, then brought it. Mm. The only genius could do that at that speed. Yeah, I saw him at Subi one day. I can't remember what game it was. He had eight kicks, four handbars. I'll never forget because I remember reading the stats and three marks. He but he kicked four goals, one. But the yeah. three of the goals were from. He started at the full back line and ran all the way down yeah. to the half forward line, kicked the goals. But he only had eight kicks. He got four. He got three Brownlow votes that day. Because yeah. he got Zeri uh, got runner up in the Brownlow. Yeah. I thought, oh, you know, that, that's the impact the guy had yeah. on the game. Yeah. Mm. Um, Do you want to start talking about the scratch so, match? Uh, oh no, 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 no scratch match. I want to talk about. I want to talk about something that we've all had a bit of a discussion um, when you started. You had the original Eagles theme song, and then it morphed into a shorter version. Now they've gone back to a longer version. What's your thoughts? <laughs> too much thoughts it is what it is mm. people can like it people can not like it it's it's a club thing they change it and keep evolving the times that's yeah. what they're doing it I don't want to change it's, it's never going to be the, the Richmond theme song or anything like that it's yeah. completely different it's actually it's a small jingle it's a song whereas the old Collingwood and that they got those from hundreds of years ago Yeah. so it doesn't really bother me they just keep it up the time give it a bit of a yeah. fresh and a change it's still the same similar song mm. No, just amazing when you see something like that, you know, it's a change and you, from a fan perspective, it's you either love it or you hate it and there's nothing in between, you know what I mean? A lot's mm. made yeah. of it, but let's not forget, Hawthorne was originally the Maybloons, so we haven't, like, changed names or anything, it's just the song. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk about the 2020 season coming up with you, Chris. Um, you know, do you think the Eagles are in a good chance for the tilt of the flag? Or Yeah, they are. I, mean, I still think GWS blew a major opportunity last year. and Their, their squad is just hmm. just topped up with guns. Yeah. Um, they're, got, they're, always, they're in a similar situation to us, but they're going to play their 10 or 12 games up there. They're going to be hard to beat, even though it's just in Sydney. West Coast, uh, 10 or 12, whatever we are at home, you've got to, if you're going to finish top four, you've got to knock over 10 hmm. and yep. slip up on one maybe and try and get yeah. a try and win both derbies, really. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so GWS and Warden Cable are doing that. Richmond, pretty similar when they play that many at the MCG. They get a fair run there. So mm. those three, I think, barring anything going completely wrong, the West Coast are going to walk a tightrope with injury because they do the more travelling and people from the East don't understand that at, at all. The, the corks and that just grow and grow as the season goes on. It can affect us more than it'll affect anyone else. Uh, fourth, I don't know where fourth's going to come from. Um, it, I don't see it coming from interstate. It's going to be someone, I think Western Bulldogs or someone like that's going to be pushing for that. But I see the top three. I can't see anyone else getting close. If those three are going, Bulldogs, Collingwood, fourth, fifth around there, I think. The rest, I, I don't know where. I think Wush is going to try and coach out of his skin to try and get as high as he can. So there you go. Mm. Try and beat that and put pressure on the next bloke. Kenny Inkley's got a gun on the back of his head. I reckon he's going to coach out of his skin. Buckley's got a pretty good squad. Con- uh, Geelong, I don't know. But they've got a recruited to stay in the top eight. Hawthorne yeah. have recruited to get back in the top eight and stay there. St Kilda recruited to get in. So it's really probably two or three. Gold Coast don't look like they fail. But having said that, they were surprised that they win two or three early in the first six or seven games. Yeah. That's what they did this year, didn't they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, last year, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on injury. I mean, I like it today. I saw a little bit of social media where everyone's going, who's in the brown loads and this and that. You can say what you want now, but it could change oh, in two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And that's the beauty of footy. Yes. You can, you, can, you know, Nick could go down next week and all of a sudden people will be out there saying, I can't win it now. Mm. Well, they had one without him. Yeah. So it just it's it's an opinion, and you shouldn't get too uptight about what no. someone else thinks. That you've asked that person a, a question, and they've said, "Well, I think this," and you can turn and say, "Oh, you got no idea." Well, if you ask me a question. I just think that that's where it's at. Yeah. It's for the others to try and beat them to win it. Yeah. So I, I we had a we had a discussion on this two weeks ago in our last podcast, and I have a theory that Bailey Williams last year was really pushed forward over Brooksby halfway through the year to really fast track him because I think. They were thinking definitely Nick this year. Nick was going to do the full pre-season, hope he'd be right, and I could see him resting him in some of the Eastern States games and maybe throwing young Williams in there to give him a bit of a relief that way. Um, well, they've got, they've got an interesting call to make the next two weeks, and that's why this scratch match Friday could have a bearing on it. Because mm. um, you're going into round one, Melbourne look like they're, they're another team that want to bounce back. Yeah, they're pumping. They're, they are pumping. They're going for it yeah. this year. So... You've got Nick coming off the, the years he's had yeah. and not fully fit yet in game sense. Yep. So you can't ask him to be doing 20 minutes a quarter. That's right, no. Looks like young Bards needs a bit more time to get his confidence back, mm. not, not catching the ball up forward. Um, Hickey, Hickey's been in the seconds, mm. and I think he's more than capable of rucking. Uh, Bailey Williams is young, has only had one experience at Essendon the other week. Yeah. So the go of that as a young bloke round one, first game mm. and then Oscar will probably play Friday and is that enough and Jack hasn't played so you look at the tall options mm. you'll be very careful they've got a big decision on how they go they can't be chucking you wouldn't have thought chucking a Newey and two guys that haven't played for two no. weeks it's going to be very difficult for them to get that right yeah. particularly against Max Gorn yeah I would have thought they'll chuck Jack straight in I think if Jack can play this Friday, because mm. the one thing about his injury is not losing fitness. No, so he was pretty fit. So I think yeah. Jack, Jack will come in for sure. Yeah, um, it's just about how they go about that second run yeah. and, and whether they go tall or short. I think Hickey would be stiff not to get picked because he had a really good season last season. Really, I wonder if there's something we're not told about Hickey—the fact he didn't play any of the scratch matches. I think he played maybe a waffle game. 
He played both Waffle Games. Waffle Games, mm. and that, that surprised me because he had a great year last year. Yeah, he so. did some good stuff. Yeah, you know, he the advance the year before was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's lost his confidence a little mm. bit. So they're yeah. looking to say, well, Jack's not such a problem mm. with that game sense. Jack yeah. K's right, Nick's right. Do we go with young Barley because we know he can catch up forward. We've got yeah. that second option just to back him up as a ruck. Yeah. So they've got a big decision to make on how they go. Yeah. And they're coming up against the best ruck, one of the best ruck yeah, men in the comp. Right. So yeah. if it was me hindsight, I can't see him being chucked in. Hmm. If Oscar's ready, I think they'll go with... Yeah, it's hard to know. Oscar's having pretty... But the problem is Nick only plays 80%. Yeah, that's another big call. If Jack hasn't played, hmm. you bring Oscar in who hasn't played, he might play Friday, but there's still not yeah. a whole lot going into the no. final set day. Yeah, I'd say. Um, there's Bailey Williams, because he's in a week off. If he plays Friday, he's not enough. So it's, it's, it's yeah. more about who's... You can't go with two, three or four a little bit underdone. That's right, costly. yeah, I agree. You've got to go with the yeah. right mix and who you... Th- and that means Barley Williams has played the last week and plays this Friday, and they can't confident with him. I think mm. he's done enough. Yeah. Because Oscar's been out for four weeks, I think, now with yeah. the ankle. Yeah, And probably four quarters out ready for round and one. And he, he missed a fair bit chunk of that early pre-season yeah. too with his, had that small operation on his knee and a bit of hernia, I think, yeah. too. No, you'd probably be thinking there's a few weeks to get the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's not a problem. Jack's all right. You'll be yeah. straight in. It's just about getting the right combination right. Yeah. The forward combination. I think back six are fine. No. No, I agree, I agree I with you Brandis, on that side. Yeah. I think young Jared probably yeah. don't have to start on a wing or be thereabouts. I, I think that's the one looming question, though, is the ruck. Oh, I don't think Oscar Allen, I agree, come back through the waffle. I think it is who's going to be that second ruck, really. Oscar's going to get fit first. I think yeah. those options of becoming a bat. Hmm. Very good. Sort of Adam Hunter type. Yeah. Yes. My, my big question is, Willie Riola's out for the year, basically. Or two, or whatever it's going to be, who's going to take his spot? Mm. Well, there's only one Willie Rioli, so. Yeah. Um, young Traces from Claremont, he just needs time. Uh, young Jermaine Jones, I don't think we'll see them in a hurry. I mean, Petrol's the obvious one. Cripper's not kicking goals yet, but you know what Cripper's going to give you. Yeah. He's going to give that work rate, and they'll, these guys, his goals will come. Liam looked a bit lean the first week, but last week he was jumping at everything, which is what you want to see. So you've got that sort of ground ball yeah. coverage there. Is it, is it petrol? Do you get hutched to run with someone? Is it petrol coming off the bench? Or do you go with an extra midfielder and get Kelly more forward than, yeah. than midfield and put Hutch in on the ball? So yeah. it's all that decision can be made, and that's where that's the beauty of being a coach. And from the outside, I see a lot of comments on the Facebook page about who should come in and out. There's a fair bit more that goes into it, just what you thought about why they who played bad last week and who should come in. Yeah. Because there's history. Someone might have real good history against a certain team. A lot of people on your Facebook page wouldn't be thinking about the weather coming up over mm-hmm. Melbourne and the, and the last time we played them, the last three times you played them. There's a fair bit more of that. It could be that someone who's going okay might drop might drop out for something something else. Do we go yeah. tall or small? Yeah. There's a fair bit that goes into the thinking, mm-hmm. and it takes a good coach from the moment you. Game, you'll get to Wednesday night before you really settle in it, and then the next 24 hours is right. Him or him, the ramification for him and the ramification for that one there. Right. Prime example there is Chris Marson. Mm. Each week he was getting bagged on yeah. social media, and it's like no one knew his role on the team. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. what, what you watched do? it, he was guarding space outside the pack. He wasn't to go in and get the ball, he was to guard space on that wing so they couldn't get it out there. But uh, the one, getting back to your question, I still do like Petrol as the forward. Uh, he was quite inaccurate on the weekend, on the scratch match. I think he had four behinds, two out of bounds on the forward. 
I've said this off air, but I think he lost one of the Freo plays in the crowd almost because he just chipped it thinking there was no one in the North Square, there was one in the North Square. And that's not his over. He'd be better on Optus. But see, he could have had five goals mm. if he was slightly more accurate. So he's getting his chances. And this is where I said earlier, I love my stats. Do you know how many five-goal games Lynch from Richmond has had in his career? And he's one of the favourites of the Coleman. Six. He's only ever had six games where he's kicked five or more goals. Petra Sally, at his age, what is he, 10 games? He wouldn't have played 20 yet. Has already had one mm. game of a five-goal mm. back. So the talent is there. The pace is there. So I would still back him. Um, as you said, Chris, it's, there's no replacement for him. He is there. But he can, what he brings to the side, I think, is still valuable. Some but I think in today's games, like you, you, you don't get many guys that are kick four or five plus every week. Yes. I mean, I, I remember I listened to Sumo one year. He always said Nick's goal was he wanted to get four goals a game, mm. a goal a quarter. And even today's games, I think I think the coaches would be happy if when if Jack got that centre forward got three. Jake got three on the half forward flank. They'd be pretty wrapped with that. Mm. And JK slips in with a couple, two or three. I mean, you'd be pretty happy with that because then you've got your mids starting to kick their yeah, odd ones. Yeah, I think JK and Jack are more, they're, they're the two that are more capable of getting the bag. Mm. Probably the multiple bags from JK are days in the past. Yeah. He knows that in pre-season. But they're, they're the two that are probably going to get four plus at some point. Yeah. Uh, so if Ryan, Cripper, Jake... Uh, whoever else is there can get some sort of team and, and a couple from the midfield. Once you get to 12, you're in the, you're in the game. Yeah, yeah. 12 plus. Yeah. Someone has that big day, it's a 15, and then yeah. someone else chips into the next one at the end. You're generally winning 12 plus, I reckon. Well, Jared Cameron's the one for me that would come in if he was fit. Well, he's, he's not fit, though. He's, he's, he's no way near no, it. Who knows? He's, he's not running, though. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a leg injury, so he's not running. Groins, groins, groins as, as we, we know. Uh, stress in the groins. He, could, he might see him much during the year. I, no. I don't think. We saw what, he's what we did to Judge, you know what I mean? When he had it, you can't. At that age, you've got to get that right. There's no yeah. point worrying about his no. You've got to get that right. Yeah. Footy secondary, because if you don't get that right, he doesn't have a career. Yeah, that's right. And anyone, well, the days with yeah. you, know, you or me, or my playing field, the old osteo was the yeah. big thing, and you can't, no. even now, guys that have it now, they're having yeah. surgery to yeah. get rid of the stuff now. But young, young Jermaine Jones is a silly chance down the track. He's been a job and played in the, he's been in the system. Yeah. Young Trace has um, come from Broome two years ago, so he's got a bit to learn, but yeah. he's, not, he's not 18 either. He no. can actually come in and have an impact at some point, so. I think, you know, Petr- Petrol, Cripper and Liam are going to be the three more yeah. you'll see as the year unfolds. Yeah. Cameron, if he was fitting up and going, yeah, I would have said, probably would have said right here, he's, mm. he's got to keep the last two weeks, he's in. Well, we know what he can do. Yeah, we know what he can do. You've just got to do it more on a regular yeah. basis and read that ball. I think he has, sometimes it looks like he's too forward on the ball, too behind the ball, and he's waiting to go, and it's like... Just he gets that one grab. If he gets one grab, he's gone, but it's getting that one grab, you know? Yeah. That's for me, anyway. I think you're right, too, about pushing a mid a lot more forward. Yeah. The fact we've got so many, because... Uh, I don't know, do you guys think she played a lot more in the half forward, up a bit? More? I think Dom does a bit. No. Um, and sometimes, if, if, you, if you rotate right and smart about it, I think those guys are playing enough footy. Mm. One of them gets out the back a fair bit. And yeah. always fine. Dom gets a few shots. Yes. Tim Kelly generally just gets through with the appeal pass and gets yeah. a few shots off. So if you rotate constantly, you can, you can confuse defenders and one of them wait, can't work out, is he on or is he on? Just drops yeah. off and all of a sudden you're out the back door and under the fence and sitting yeah. by yourself and they find it. 
So yeah. if you can get the midfield to add your two or three or four shots a game and hit them, yeah. that gets you well up over 10. And Dom's very smart. I watched him at uh, one of the games we played la- we played Crows last year at home. He used to drift around the back of the pack mm. and they're all going for the mark. And then he'd do that short sprint to the front and they'll they just kick it straight to him. And he yeah, well, what, the, the 30, defenders like out. that because they, they just go, okay, well, he's going around there. I'll just yeah. sit back here and wait. And all of a sudden, you start ball watching and Dom's going around the back and out. He's just cut, yeah. And he's, he's, there you go. Yeah. All of a sudden, the ball's head that way. That's so. right, yeah. yeah. And that was crafty forward play. Mm. They <laughs> his right up too when he uh, drafted it. He's a good kick of 50 metres. That's why they went for him. So mm. That's why he's learned to sneak around the back yeah. of us because he knows he's just get that ball. It's good awareness of what's going on around you. But I'm big on our defence. Maybe I'm defender or most of my life, but I'm big on if you can hold that six in defence, yeah. or you know probably six or seven, or even eight players during the year because you're always going to get an injury somewhere. If you can hold that eight together, I reckon that's uh, and the, the, well, the defenders we got are really. They settled. Tom looks a little bit more switched on. Yeah. Gav, Gav only played a half, so he needs game time, but yeah. he'll be fine. Scully's actually in the slot right now, I think. Mm. And, but he's always there to, to back up if someone needs to go tall. Traditional backman, isn't it? Yeah, well, Bono and Shepard both play tall. Yeah. Uh, Jets is more the playmaker. Um, Duggo's, Duggo's sort of yeah. back pocket-ish and that. But mm. then you've got Jossie Rothens ready to go. Francis is sitting there ready to go. Yeah. So you've got some back up there. They're, yeah. they're good sizes too. They're over six foot. Yeah. So they're, they're, they can play the tall small uh, role as well. Francis can mm. play small. He's quick. Josh yeah. actually telling he's got a good long reach on him, so they got that and they're just gonna develop another tall yeah. defender and that's where I think young Edwards. Uh well Harry's coming through. I think if something goes wrong in the first half of the year, I think you could find that's where Oscar might pinch it as that yeah. key back. Mm. He yeah. can play that role. Yeah. So I think they've got coverage here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Harry's bit, he's still a bit way off though. I, got, I think we've got. Yeah, he's had a pretty good pass. He, he was good. close. To, he was a smoothie last week, I reckon. All oh, right, he was close good. to getting a run. Um, so he's not far off. And look, if they had to, his body's strong. He's pretty wiry, but he's mm. not far away. Two hundred two centimetres. You're a big fan of him, aren't you? Yeah. I, I just yeah, love Harry's yeah. smart, but he's not no more like, very similar to Toby Watson. Yeah. Both the Swan districts. Yeah, Toby's down at Fremantle now, so very yeah. similar to Smart. Just read it as it comes. So yeah. yeah, you're right. Defence is pretty settled, mm. um, but they're going to start. You know, Bunnett's 32, and yeah. they're going to start thinking about someone taking that role the next year or two. Mm. Yes. So they've got plenty. Rotham. Yeah. And Scoey's, even though Scoey's the filling, but it's amazing what two games do to your career because that that. Uh, Preliminary final yeah. and the grand final, my God, yeah. and Scoey, and we all thought, no, he's only just filling in, but he's doing more than filling in. Yeah. He's really. And you got Tommy Cole, he's got a bit of a crook thumb, so yeah. he won't be far away when he gets back. Yeah. You guys lost me at defence. Before we wrap it up, um, the coronavirus is hitting the footy world now, the reports of Fremantle and GWS. Uh, can you see some of the games being played without a crowd there? Well, and what would that be like? Yeah, well, by the sounds of it, they've agreed that if that's what we have to do, and it's not the AFL's call from what I can gather, I think the government will make the call, the, or the health department. Yeah, yeah, the government and the health department um, make that and call. And the players have had their get together today and said, well, that's what it is, that's what it is. So, mm. I mean, it's not going to last forever, and they will get, spook the whole world at the moment, and mm. we'll get through it. But, um, yeah, I know there's some functions I've been supposed to go the next month they just cancel it because they just mm. think that it's going to be that's the way it's going to go everyone's going to stop I mean Italy was locked down so. yes um, yeah I think if that's it'll be yeah it'll be 
quite well, what do you do? You guys are members, so you can't go to watch off the stadium. You ring up and say, I want, want part of your membership back. That's <laughs> well, that's the next, that's the next thing, thing, isn't it? People are going to want to be, Do we get refunded? Yeah. Do we do this? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of fire and ripple effects that affect yeah, all yeah. that because people do have sponsorship. Big, yeah. You know, the Toyota go, well, I suppose they did on TV, but still not the same. Yeah. The club aren't getting their mileage for their sponsorship. That's There's right. a lot of dollar values outside that. I mean, if yeah. I was a member, it couldn't go. It would just, oh, hang on. So you're probably going to get a hundred dollar voucher at the mm. shop or something. Yeah, oh, come, come, up, come and shop and buy, buy this. Yeah, club suit. Come and spend at the shop anyway. Club suit. They got their corporate boxes, which are big money to them. They pay huge money. For yeah. Them. So a, a week's a week for those is a fair bit. Especially successful with big clubs like yeah. us and Collingwood, Richmond, these type of clubs, Melbourne. They're, that's big money. So for I, them I reckon clubs. the meetings between the, all the presidents that today will be sitting there going. Well, we know where the game is now, where we're going, but if this thing happens and we lose members for one game or they can't watch, they'd have been all talking about dollar values. Yeah. That would have been the main cause of their concern. Eddie would have been leading that cause. Oh, right. <laughs> well, and, and the other, I think the other thing was that, you know, I think Nizzy's leading the charge with, um, with our president about, you know, what's going on with the league. You can't even tell us when you're going to start, what's happening. It's just ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's we're, we're playing joke. AFL football. We're not waiting for the Olympics to come around in four years. Yeah. So I think that's got to be... I, I don't know what's going on. No one can answer it, but I just think it's it's so far outdated and worked around the Olympic Games that it's just got to be completely changed and worked towards each individual sport. So mm. I mean, if you get pulled over for drink driving, you're going to court next week. Yeah. This happens last, this happened last September. About six yeah. months now. So And he doesn't even know where to start. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's... It's not so good. That's a law unto itself. If you do something against the law, you get pulled over or do whatever. Mm. It happens now. Mm. We're going to take your license off you or put something on you or whatever it is. But this is just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. That's what's really annoying about it because you hit the nail on the head. The whole four year thing is based around the Olympics. Yeah. So if you get banned, you can't perform in the other Olympics. Mm. Comparing a four year ban for an Olympian to an AFL athlete. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, for me, it all comes back to mental health. This kid's waiting and his life's on hold until some red tape can be crossed off in some office. And to me, it's bullshit. Yeah, well, it should go back to the governing bodies of the sports. We found this. This is the discrepancy. This is what he's done. Uh, you need to. Ha- this is what we recommend. You need to handle it. And I think the Collingwood boys caught the same thing. That uh, yeah. young Thomas and the other young bloke. Yeah. You know, they took. It took them six months to get them sorted out too. Well, I think the last guy was eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah, I think civilities will be similar. Mm. But I, I think the players will eventually gain enough power. So we've had enough. Yeah. And that's got to go to the top. And I think the players are going to get support from all their club head honchos and CEOs and. We've got to take the snip this in the bud and take control of ourselves. The issue is how tied up are the government with the water and the sun and all that, yeah. sort of, and how much support do they need? Comes There's dollars in it, so yeah. that's got to be all worked out. But I think there needs to be a, a, a hammer, love the boom moment we're saying, like, yeah, we'll, we'll involve you, but we're running the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, that's good. Oh, cool. Thanks for joining us on Eagle Nation. Chris, it's been a pleasure having you on, and uh, I hope the listeners like the show out there. No, thanks for having me. I hope everyone enjoys the year, and I hope we get that big win at the end. Yeah, yeah well, let's yeah, hope so. Great, great having you, Chris. It's been let's great. hope it's in front of a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, join us on Eagle Nation on any podcast platform out there. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well, and tune in next week.
Coast sky.